AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you. And once again, I want to welcome you to AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program. I'm so proud to be on the air, and it's such a privilege uh, to have your attention today. I've been thinking about what God is doing in our lives and the movement of God in and through this city. And, you know, every time, because we're human, because we're man, not every time are we able to do exactly what we're supposed to do, exactly how we're supposed to do it. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we mess up big time. Uh, there are some of us that are just exceptional in everything we do. And when we do it right, man, we do it right. But when we do it wrong, come on, somebody. You can give me an amen on that one because we do wrong really right sometimes, really good. And uh, one of the men in the Bible that I really love and I really admire, uh, not because of all the wrong he did, but because how he responded to it, that's, that's David. King David was a great example of how we should live uh, when we're doing right. And he, and he did a lot of things great. And we know David, one of his, one of his battles with, with Goliath that I, I tend to think is one of his easiest battles. He didn't have to do much. He just threw a rock, you know, and that was it. Uh, but we know him for, for that battle. But if you continue to follow David's life, you see that David made some mistakes. David did some wrong things. And when he did wrong, he did it really big. Uh, but what separates David from a lot of the other people, the, especially other kings, and I would even compare him to, to Saul, the king right before him, was that David repented. David went before God. God uh, David, in one, in one situation, he says, I don't, I don't want anything else. Put me in your hands. I'd rather be in your hands, in the hands of a merciful God. And even though there had to be a price, David went before God, and then eventually he, he, he erected an altar, and, and he paid a price, and he went to God, and he asked for forgiveness, and God said, that's enough. That's enough. No more plague. No more, no more having to come back. I, I'm, I'm going to forgive you. And I want to challenge you today. I want to encourage you today. Perhaps, you know, you have planned to be the perfect Christian in 2020. You have planned to do everything right this year. This year, I'm going to read my Bible. This year, I'm going to pray. And, and you've already not only dropped the ball on that, but perhaps you've done some things that you knew, you know you should not have done. I want to, I want to encourage you to get back up. I want to encourage you to come back home. Come back to the altar. God is a forgiving God. He is a merciful God. Don't ever run from God because that'll be, that, that'll go bad for you. But if you run to God, He will forgive you and He will give you mercy. He will show you love. He's a God of love. And so come back home. Amen. And I'm here with uh, one of, one of the, the pastors of this city that represents a home. I believe a church is a home. Church is where we go to and we receive comfort. We are challenged. Uh, we are loved. We are, we are received. And it's like a home. And today I'm here with Pastor Jose Rodriguez. He is the pastor of Arise Church right here in San Antonio. And uh, I, want, I want to welcome you today, Pastor. Thank you for, for being here with us. Well, thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. And you're not here alone. Please introduce your wife. Yes, this is my wife. 
<laughs> Ruby. Pass, Pat, we'll call you Pastor Ruby for today. That's yes. Good. Okay, that's good. Yes, and she's, I, she's my co-pastor. There you go. I, I enjoy the, the pastor team. I really do. I, I come from, from that as well. My wife, I, I call my wife pastor. Mm-hmm. I mean, not at home, but she is, <laughs> <laughs> she, she is pastor, uh, at church and she's working, uh, at least as hard as I am, probably harder than I am. Sure. And, uh, and she has a, she has a place in the ministry and I thank God for a, a, a couple, a married couple that come together to do the work of the Lord. Before we get to ministry, however, I want to talk to you about, about you. And uh, I want to introduce San Antonio. There's millions and millions of listeners today listening, and, and I want to introduce them to you. Tell me, are you a PK? Are you uh, from San Antonio? What's, what's your upbringing like? Tell me. <laughs> I'm far from a PK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yes, I am from San Antonio. I was born in Laredo, Texas, but I was raised here. And outside of my military, um, you know, about four years that I was away from here, I've been in San Antonio the rest of the time. So I grew up in the West Side. All right, uh, you know the um, part of the Alazan Apache Courts, yeah. know, which back in the eighties, uh, late seventies, early eighties was pretty bad. And but you know, God had a plan, and he uh, he was able to get me out of there and bring me to this point. So he's been good to us. Amen, amen. Tell me a little bit about your your conversion. Did you have that conversion in in a military? Was it after? Was that at a young age? How was how was that for you? <laughs> well, my my mom went to church, and uh, and I think I went a few times, but I really was not into church too much. You know, I saw church people as really uh, judgmental and uh, very religious and just not fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always tell people, I said, you know, I I was a fun guy, you know, and people wanted to be around me, and I wanted you know people around me and. Being with church people, it just, uh, you know. <laughs> it's not fun. It, it wasn't fun. You know, they seemed a little too rigid and a little too boring and a little too judgmental. Every time I was around them, they would tell me of all the things that I was doing wrong. And I, I knew what I was doing wrong. I just, I didn't need anyone else to tell me. So, yeah. But yeah, it, it came later in life. I, I was 25 the, the day after my 25th birthday, as a matter of fact, is the day that the Lord saved me. I was at a very low point in my life i i was depressed i you know been on drugs using and pushing and just a lot of stuff in my life and i got to the point where i just didn't want to live anymore i looked back and i said i've been alive 25 years and this is a good life <laughs> you know 25 years i was so <laughs> young and uh and i was at home and, and i decided you know this is it this is my last day. Really? And um, so I had all my stuff there and ready to go. And um, and I, I did do this little prayer. It says, you know, I, I I never believed too much in you. and But if you're there, you know, do something. If not, this is my last day. I, I will not wake up after this. And then after that, I saw my mom pass by my room and said, hey, you know, there's a Bible study down the road. Um, why don't you come by? And I was like, eh, you know, I, I was having a pity party and right. I didn't want anyone in it. So I I figured, you know, I, I'll just, I'm going to finish and go through with my plans uh, to end it. You know, my life was not going to go forward. 
And then I, I cannot explain this to anyone, but the next thing I know is I was on the sidewalk looking up to my, my room. And I wonder, how did I get over here? And then next thing I know, I'm like one step away from the place that was having the Bible study. Yeah. And there was a voice that told me, don't go in there. But there was something that propelled me over to the door. I knocked on the door. They opened the door. Uh, they said, welcome. I walked in, got into the, the dining room. They gave me something, you know, to drink. And it was there on the table. And, and I have no idea what they were preaching, what they were teaching, uh, how many people were there. All I know is the next thing I know is I am crying. Mm. I mean, crying, uncontrollably crying, like a baby crying. And uh, and I hear, I guess my mom was there, and she said, you know, you want us to pray for you. And with my head down, uh, eyes full of tears, I, I just nodded, and I said, yes. So they came over, they prayed for me, and... Um, they said, why don't you pray this with us? Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And nothing came out. I, I couldn't speak. Yeah. I, was, I was broken. I was in such bad shape. I just could not do anything. And in my mind, I, I remember thinking that my mom always told me, you know, you have to confess with your mouth and mm -hmm. believe in your heart. And that's mm -hmm. what the Bible says. And I remember that. And I said, Lord, if there's any way you can help me, help me to speak this then I, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do everything you want me to do. And next thing I know is I'm praying like very weak prayer. And by weak, I don't mean that my words were weak. I'm saying my voice mm -hmm. was weak. I was like, Lord, forgive me. Yeah. And with every word that I spoke, I got stronger. Mm -hmm. And eventually I sat up when I said amen. I peeked. I remember opening my eyes and I peeked. And it was like 30 people around me praying. Right? And then by the, by the time I finished, I said amen. I was sitting upright, no tears in my eyes. I saw. I opened my eyes and for the first time in my life, everything was so bright. Yeah. It was white. I was so happy. And there was so much joy in my heart. And... I remember about three months later, I was preaching my first sermon because I, I went right into ministry. I was preaching my first sermon. I was preparing. I was talking to my brother-in-law, and he happened to be at the same Bible study. Yeah. And uh, and I said, yeah, I remember when, you know, about all, all of y'all came. It was about 30 of y'all that were praying. He was, wait, wait, wait. It was 30? I said, well, you know, come on, you know, 25, you know, 32, I don't know. He goes, no, no, there, there was only like five of us there. <laughs> and, and that's when I really broke down again. I said, no, I said, I didn't want to tell anyone, but, you know, when y'all were praying, I opened my eyes, and I saw all of y'all around me. Yeah. I saw all these feet around me. Yeah. And he says, nope, there was only about five of us there. And then I knew then that it was the Lord that sent a host wow. just to rescue me. And, you know, I've been serving the Lord ever since. You know, it's been uh, what, 20, almost 23 years. Wow. Yes. That's a great testimony. I, I like that because of the the place you were at. I mean, it was such a pivotal moment in your life. You had you had decided mm -hmm. to end it. You were not going to wake up the next day. Right. You know, and so that's that says a lot. And perhaps today there's somebody either 
struggling with with depression or those type of thoughts or has somebody in their life that they're worried about you know your mom i'm sure she was concerned about your state mm-hmm. you know we we're, we're not an island people see us they notice more about us than we than we want to admit true you know and so maybe maybe today pastor you could you could share something to encourage someone that is that is in maybe in that same place that you were or or maybe even they're they're worried about someone that's in that place i've always you know since that point forward i've always believed that we cannot make permanent decisions out of temporary situations and oftentimes we're in a situation and it seems permanent mm-hmm. you know the breakup uh the husband leaving the wife leaving the getting fired from a job the accident that you had the totaled your car you have no insurance you got the eviction notice you know we think that all of these problems and many more like them are permanent but they're not temporary and as difficult as it may be i learned this that in the toughest moments of my life when i cried myself to sleep and i mean sleep i fell asleep and i woke up the next day right so it didn't completely destroy me so you being fired from your job i'm sure it's tough but you'll make it don't make a permanent decision out of a temporary situation this too shall pass jesus said in this world you will have trouble but he overcame the world so that you can overcome you are more than a conqueror you are an overcomer and with god on your side there's nothing nothing that you cannot accomplish amen you know i i like to think especially when it comes to to suicide that when when you are trying to end it you're not ending your past you know the the person that you are ending is is not your past because you can't erase the past the person you're ending is your future person you know you every every chance you have to to change and to come out of that situation is in your future Right. So that's the last thing you should want to destroy. Right. You should want to hold on and reach out. And today is a bad day. It it could be. I'm not changing that. You maybe had a bad month and it's a bad year and we're only in February. Yes. You know, but it's going to get better if you just hold on. One thing that I learned is is if you don't quit, you're going to win. Yes. I've read the back of the book, you know, <laughs> we've read it and, and we know that it, it turns out good for us. Yes. You know, so it's a, it's a matter of having our faith in, in God. It's a matter of taking steps towards God and like my, my opening, turning back to God, because maybe I put myself in this situation. Right. You know, but let's turn around, let's repent and let's, let's go to God. You know, the, I think about it often and I think if I had made a permanent decision at that point, I, I wouldn't have met my, my beautiful wife. I wouldn't have my four wonderful children. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just mind-boggling, the yeah. things that, that I've been able to experience and see since that point. And um, I wouldn't change it, not one bit, because, you know, God allowed me to see and experience everything I have right now. And you know, for most of that time after that point, it, my wife has been with me. You know, yeah. I met her, I would say, about a year and a half after, something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
So tell me, sister, what what is what is your take on on that? What we've heard on the testimony, and in, in particular that situation. How would you what would you say? Well, um, I I was saved when I was about twenty two, twenty three years old. So I was already a Christian when we met. Um, but he felt to mention we met when we were little. We were nine, ten years old, yeah. and in elementary school, and then my family moved away, and so we reconnected in our twenties. But when I saw him, I had prayed for a husband, and I, I left it up to the Lord. I said, "Lord, you know who to bring me," and He did. And when we met, we talked, and um, He shared His life story with me, and I shared mine. And and when He asked me to marry Him, I it was kind of a surprise, but I kind of knew about it as well. Uh, I had been praying, so I kind of knew, okay, mm-hmm. the Lord brought him into my life. And so when he asked me, he says, don't, j- just pray about it. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but the Lord said, we're going to be man and wife. We're going to get married. So I said, okay. I prayed, and then, yes, the Lord confirmed it. We got married, and then he shared his testimony about that, and, and I was amazed. I, I couldn't see that that he was ever suicidal or depressed there was no evidence there of that There was no person. evidence of that. He yeah. was full of joy, full of life. He was a youth pastor at his church, and I was helping with the youth at my church. And then we got married nine weeks later. And that was a, a miracle in our lives that wow. we often look back on that God provided for us then. But in the last 20, now we're, next month we'll be married 22 years, I've seen God prove himself time and time again yeah. that he is who he says he is. He comes through every time. We've been through those valleys as well as those mountaintops. And he's held, he's been there every step of the way. And now with teenagers, we try to encourage them that because as a teenager, you think the world's going to end today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life is over. And, you know, if they're down, they're going to be down forever. And I try and think of myself as a teenager and how I felt and what I thought about it. And I try to encourage my children. This is going to pass. It's okay. Right. What you're going through is going to pass. But through my husband's, uh, he's we've been through so much, and I've seen God just see us through every time. He he uh, he's <laughs> almost died a few times. Uh, he jumped in the river trying to save a couple of kids, pulled them out. We were having a church picnic at that time. We we're going to baptize people, and he dove in, saved the kids, and. On the way to the hospital, well, he was drowning, and God miraculously got him out. He was in the ambulance. The ambulance crashed on the way to the hospital. So they had to airlife him in a helicopter here to Bamsi. It used to be Bamsi. And so I saw God revive him many, many times. (laughs) Three months after we were married, uh, he had an almost near-death experience as well, and God pulled him through then. So looking back, I see that you know, he was fighting for us every step of the way. Yeah. And I'm amazed. <laughs> and we share that with our children, with our church, that it sometimes it takes time to see the fruit of all your labor mm-hmm. and what you're sacrificing and what you're struggling through. But it, it takes time to see the fruit. You just have to be patient. Many people give up. They throw in the towel. And if they just hold on that one extra day, that one extra step, they'll see God, God's faithfulness and that he's always in control. Always in control, and that's what we try to. Wow, that to that is. The church. Thank you for sharing that, because I think that's 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 a gold nugget for us today. God will not be mocked, but whatever a man sows, that he, he will reap. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we have to not grow weary. 
right. and, and well-doing, and we have to wait for that season. I think that's, that's great. That's great. And if we would just wait on the Lord, uh, yes. it's, it's going to come. What we sow, we, we, will, we will reap. And if we're working for the kingdom of God and we're, we're putting love and we're, we're sowing in forgiveness, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back. And that's, that's a great word. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, for sharing that. I want to, you know, you guys, you guys are here as pastors. You have teenagers. And, <laughs> and uh, I wonder, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't know if, don't know if your kids are going to be listening. <laughs> but I, I want, how long was it when you, from you, when you met and you got married? Nine weeks? Nine weeks. Nine weeks. <laughs> Praise yes. the Lord. Uh, well, we met in the first conversation we had. I told her, and I said, God said you're going to be my wife. <laughs> oh, <man>. I didn't <laughs> hang up. <laughs> I was over the phone. Yes. So then three days later, right. she called I'm going to be me. praying. You have daughters? I'm going to be do. praying for you. Two daughters. Yes, I have two, two, two and two. Yes. I'm going to be praying for you guys. <laughs> no, but we, we've told them, I said, you know, when you went on God, I said, God will bring you that perfect person. Yes. I said, and that person's going to make you happy the rest of your life. Amen. You know, and uh, and that's what they're doing. You know, my my our oldest. I don't want to put them on the spot or what do they say? Put them on put blast. them on blast. Yes. Blast. yes. yes. <laughs> but uh, you know, he's he's told me he's nineteen, and he said, "Dad, I'm just waiting on God." I said, "Okay." I have yeah. I have a daughter, and uh, <laughs> I, I have already decided. I don't know who who pray for her husband. Yes. But I don't I don't know who's good. But I have decided I'm gonna give him a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, he's going to have a hard time. Sounds familiar. He's going to run for his life at least once. <laughs> yes. You know, you know, yes. I, won't, I, won't, I won't destroy him, but I got to scare him a little yeah, bit. A little bit. You know, he's got he's to understand who's the boss. Yes. So, yes, sir. But let's, let's transition a little bit. We talk ministry, we talk your life, family. Let's go, let's go to church. Tell me, tell me about Arise. When did that start? Are you the founders? Did you guys inherit that church? How did that happen? Well, my wife and I, we've been in ministry since ninety. Eight when we got married, uh, I was in ministry since '97. Mm-hmm. But when we got married, and we immediately started a church, our first church, and this is a progression of all of that. And Rice Church, we started in March of 2015, and uh, it happened right after my dad's uh, death. Our former church, we, I mean, the enemy just completely destroyed us and took everything from us, and I was done. I didn't want to do ministry anymore. But my my daughter, the third born, she talked me into it. She said, Dad, remember the promise. Mm. And therefore, we started again. And uh, a rice church was birthed out of, uh, you know, some situations like that. And, you know, I asked my wife, I said, you want to do this again? She was, I think I have one more in me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so we're here uh, since yeah. March. Where, where is it? Where's the church? Uh, we are at 16320 Hebner Road. We're right across the street from Hebner Elementary School. Uh, about Just down the block from? Bitters. Bitters. Uh, at the corner of Bitters and Hebner, we're about uh, one block west of that. Okay. And right across the street from uh, Hebner Elementary. Uh, we are sharing the building, um, the the owners of the building, it's uh, Rabbi Roy Garcia. He's uh, with Baruch Hashem. Yes. And, uh, and he allowed us to come in, and we have our Sunday morning services at 9 a.m. there. So they've been great. I mean, yeah. it is a great place. And you guys you guys are on the Internet as well. Yes. What is it? Arise210.org. Yes. Arise, the numbers 210.org. So, Pastor, would you take a moment? We're, we're, time has flown by. But take a moment and invite us to church on Sunday. 
Yes. Uh, you know, if you don't have a home church, if you're looking for a place to go worship, a place to belong, a place to grow, come join us at Arise Church. We have dynamic worship. Uh, our worship team is made up of mainly teenagers, and you are going to be floored and amazed with what God is doing with these young people. If you have young children, bring them so that they can see that God can use them as well. We encourage you to come. We're there every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. There's no dress code either. Uh, that was my next question. Thank you. <laughs> so we could just come. Yes. Well, there is a dress code. Come dressed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, you know, one of the good things, you, you, you're so proud of your worship team and, yes. and the youth of the church. Uh, and, if, and if today someone you're listening today and you're, having, you're struggling with your youth, they don't want to go to church, uh, if you bring them to a place where the youth are involved, mm -hmm. they're going to feel that attraction. Yes. And it's not going to be so boring. It's not going to be so lame or whatever the word for today is. Right. It's it's going to be cool. Yes. And and they're going to see that happening and that excitement. I've seen some of your videos on, on Facebook, and, yes. and it's true. I love I love your worship team. Uh, they're, they're young, and they're having a blast, and they're worshiping the Lord, yeah. which is what sometimes people think that those two things cannot happen at the same time. But it can, and it's happening at Arise Church. Yes. And so, San Antonio, I want to invite you to Arise Church, arise210.org. Yes. All the information is there. And uh, San Antonio, go to church. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor, for being part of the Church of the Week program. God bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.